Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Well, Melissa, here we are at the end of 2020. Woohoo! <laughs> we made it. Yay! <laughs> It's like we should all get a t-shirt that said, I survived 2020. Coming in hot to 2021. <laughs> like, compared to other years that we would have like reflected on like what happened. <laughs> right. They all seem like so boring. Child's play. Yeah. <laughs> it's child's Nothing play. Nothing like 2020. Those were all practice years for 2020. Yeah. But nobody well, told us that. <laughs> it was just a big surprise. Well, it was pretty amazing. Um, so for this episode, we're just going to reflect on the year a little bit, right? Yeah. And just so everyone knows, we normally record our podcast in the morning. Yeah. But this is a evening recording. Yeah. Like I can see your <laughs> computer screen bouncing off the window in back of you because it's pitch blackout. <laughs> So I hope nobody be a little different, right? <laughs> I hope nobody has already checked out of our podcast because as soon as they heard, oh no, they're going to talk about 2020, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> well, just so everyone knows that they're in very safe hands, I am drinking a cognac straight. <laughs> is that what that is? There's a of lot course. of cognac in there. And I No, am that's drinking... just the angle of... No, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, There's I a see. Lot. There's a lot in there. Yeah. It's just the <laughs> angle of my big gulp. <laughs> and I am sticking to something that is carb-friendly, ultra. How stupid and boring is that? A little lighter. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Well, I don't think we should like, uh, well, there's a couple of interesting things about 2020, right? Yes, true. Obviously, it was a very dramatic year <laughs> I was wondering. reasons, right? <laughs> you paused, there was a pregnant pause, and I thought, oh my God, what's he going to say? <laughs> like there was like 37 different words that popped in my head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's dramatic. Right traumatic. One. I mean, take right. your pick. Scary. Downright stressful. Interesting, unique. Yeah, it's all those things. <laughs> yeah, it's all those things. Well, I mean, obviously, we had a global pandemic, which threw everything into a tizzy. Yes, we had high emotion. We had civil unrest. We yes. had a yeah. lot of worry and confusion, and mm -hmm. a, like a lot of a lot of financial chaos. concerns. There's a lot of financial concerns in the world. Yep. And then we just had some weird other, you know, in the financial world, even some just like weird things like, yeah, like, well, the stock market took a gigantic dip, it then went on a yeah. crazy rally. Yeah, right? I know. I Which know. is just a, like a juxtaposition compared to like the, <laughs> like, <laughs> health I know. pandemic happening. I know. Like, I know. How are people like... Like lose like laid off, furloughed, losing their jobs while the economy is on this steady tear I know. upward, and it just uh, it's such it doesn't a make sense bag, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to yeah, you're right. It's hard to make any sense of it. I know it is. I know it is. I wrote a blog. I can't remember what month of 2020 that was, but it was titled something like 
2020, the year of 2020 is not the year of perfect vision. It's the year of seeing things mm. perfectly. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And I feel like that Where has can been. Where I find that blog? <laughs> you should check the self-awareness <laughs> journey webpage. <laughs> that one, tee that one right up for you. <laughs> <laughs> you are that good. <laughs> Hey, we should maybe start doing podcasts at night all the time. We both have such a good sense of humor on tonight. <laughs> well, at least I think so. Maybe the listeners don't. So the idea that you have perfect vision, what did mm -hmm. you say? It was profound. That you don't have, it's not 2020 vision, but that we see things perfectly as okay. they are. Yeah. Just uh, like, you know, like, and, and at the time in the article, I actually was using examples that were available at that time, like pretty early in the year, because I remember talking about how we were, um, people were starting to be um, having kids at home for school. So it was right mm -hmm. at the beginning of all of that. And I was like, you know what? We are suddenly seeing how hard teachers have been working and what their jobs are really all about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's a fair number of us that always knew, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the times we've said, oh, teachers have it so easy, you know, that school of thought, no pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no parent with kids that are distance learning thinks that now. <laughs> they sure don't because we now have perfect vision of what it's really like. Yeah. And then some, and then yeah. some, right? For sure. Yeah. So like, it's kind of weird, like it juxtaposes a great word because there's been all sorts of really scary, un, um, unforeseeable things that have gone on, but there's also been some really beautiful things that have been, that have come out of it mm -hmm. that are life, life altering for many of us. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was, when I think about the year from like, you know, cause I'm a, I'm a tech guy, right? Yes. Business guy. <laughs> you are? Uh, <laughs> I, what strikes me is the, the amount of innovation and technology adoption that has happened in an insanely short amount of time. Oh, yes. Right? Like it would, for things like, like video conferencing for the, like at work, the idea of working remotely and the idea that if you're a salesperson, you know, it used to be like, hey, I've got to fly all over the country and meet mm -hmm. clients and everything. And well, all of a sudden, all this technology that was already there yes. <laughs> got adopted super fast and everyone realized, oh, wait, this is actually works really great. Yeah. It like wasn't... I like being home more. I like not having a, you know, two hour daily commute to the office. And yeah. it accelerated an, an amazing amount of change in a in such a short amount of time. Well, and the number of people that normally are not very tech savvy or didn't think that they were, were all of a sudden able to use platforms with lightning speed. And also the platforms were available in lightning speed for huge yep. masses. Like if you look at Zoom, for example, yep. I had a client who was talking about um, his buddy that is one of the regional managers for Zoom here in Minneapolis. And his business um, increased in size by over a thousand percent in hmm. 60 days. And it was massive, the number of people getting on that platform. Yeah, that's unreal. Isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe got out of sales just a little soon. Right. I maybe yeah, should have just hung in there. Just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, the idea that 2020 forced us to uh, change our norms 
right? Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at our behaviors, look at our patterns, look yes. at the way we went about our day to day. And it, you know, it obviously forced us to stop. Yep. And then I think it allowed us to say, hey, maybe there is a better balance or a better way or a better situation for, mm-hmm. um, you know, work and, and family life. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things I think I really appreciated about the forced remote work thing. Yeah. Our company was always very remote yeah. friendly. We, we called ourselves remote first company already. So for us, it wasn't much of a leap, but to force everybody into it, including myself, like we were a remote company. I still went to the office every day. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? So I was yeah, like, old habits die hard. Might have been a hypocrite in that way. I'm not sure. <laughs> You just wanted the flexibility. You just wanted the flexibility to be remote if you wanted. If I wanted to be. (laughs) If you wanted to be. (laughs) But watching how quickly millions and millions of people adapted Mm -hmm. to a different way of day-to-day life, I thought was amazing. Oh yeah. And you know what else I thought was also amazing is in the same in the same topic is how at the very beginning, people were very nervous to do that. They didn't want to do it. They didn't want to go Mm -hmm. home. They felt very anxious about it. And then once they got home, they went through a lot of feelings trying to get used to it. It was hard. They were trying to understand where should I put my office? When should I work? When do I stop working? Where do I put my, you know, stuff so I don't have to think about it all the time. Okay, so they went through that period, and then a lot of people came around the backside of it and were like, I really like working from home. I'm actually a little nervous to the point where I don't even really want to go back to an office. Yeah. I mean, such a shift in just a few months' time. Yep. The whole mentality and the whole shift behind what they found as their norm and what they found comfort in was really, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I felt that shift myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, well, I wasn't really nervous starting the work from home part because I knew that we kind of had that one nailed. Yeah. But a couple of weeks ago, I uh, was sprucing up my <laughs> what used to be the kids' playroom, which immediately turned into my office slash the kids' playroom, <laughs> which is now slowly evolving into exclusively my office. <laughs> yeah. I still say there's some and, fun stuff back well, there. Well, there's still the video games back there. But, you know. <laughs> but I redid, you know, I redid the floor. Yeah. Like I put new flooring down here because I wanted it to be like a little bit more adult instead of like the <laughs> playroom carpet tiles we had. <laughs> and, and when I did that, I go to my wife, Amber, I'm like, hey, Amber, like, you know, since like I'll probably just be working from home forever, like I might as well make it nice down there. And she goes, forever? Like... You're staying? <laughs> exactly. Like, when you say forever, like, exactly wait, how long do you mean? <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so for some of us, we maybe have already, <laughs> you know, moved out. Of Amber's, Amber's already ordering a she shed on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> They've right. got free shipping through, <laughs> through January 5th. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I think those parts of 2020, like the change, the, the the change part and the adapting part, even though it's it's a lot of times not comfortable, right? Yes. Change change is difficult. It's uneasy. Uh, 
I think as humans, though, we're good at, you know, adaption, adapting is one of the things I think humans are pretty good at. It's funny because I think humans are actually quite good at adapting and also are quite sure that they're not. I think emotionally <laughs> they tell themselves they don't like change. You know, they find it very, very stressful. And yet then when it actually happens, they seem to just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just right there it is. And it's like the worry of something is always much greater than the actual having of it, I think. Yep. Yep. You know, the other thing that I think is kind of interesting is how the our family units have come back to being the center mm. of our worlds. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, like that was one of the other things I remember kind of writing about in that article was about how, you know, we always like if you have kids in sports, like our kids were very active in high school sports. They were, you know, um, in multiple sports. We were never home especially both the kids when they were in hockey in high school, we were running all over the place, never home for dinner together. It'd be 11 o'clock on a school night before we'd even get home. And that was just the norm, you know, or tournaments over the weekend. So if we did want to do church or do anything else like that, it was like, well, we have to really work around our school and our sports schedules. And now we have very much come back to the core of our family time. Hmm. And some people are kicking and screaming about components of it Yet more and more people are talking about having dinners together, finding game nights, being creative about what they do with themselves. Um, Our kids both graduated from college in this period of time during 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them is staying in northern Minnesota, but the other one moved home um, because they can't find they can't go live on their own right now during a pandemic. That doesn't make sense. But you know what? It's been really fun having them around more. And at the age they are, it's not common that they would be spending this much time with their boring old parents. (laughs) (laughs) Forced time with living with the mom and dad for longer the we should yeah we should get megan on the podcast and just see what her opinion of that (laughs) what her side of the coin is on that one (laughs) yeah exactly right (laughs) mitchell would be very kind and very patient and very passive about it and megan would just straight up be like oh yeah this is just you know (laughs) help (laughs) Help but it is true we are spending our family has spent way more time together than we've ever spent in the past for probably for good and bad too. Like sometimes it's really stressful and sometimes <laughs> it's great. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And then I do miss habits, you know, like the 2020 has taught me that I probably ate out a lot more than I realized that mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I have, I have started cooking and doing a lot more stuff at home and I actually kind of like it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> sometimes I don't. Sometimes I hate it. <laughs> I agree. Like from an entertainment perspective. Yeah. What's really interesting is uh, like I've used this phrase, like sometimes we entertain ourselves to death. Like yeah. we're just trying, you know, and there was even though sometimes we were feeling during COVID, like we couldn't go to the theaters, we couldn't go do any of the things that. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like leisure entertainment activities. Yeah. But we filled that time with like different kinds of activities. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it maybe made us, well, not me, but others <laughs> realize like, hey, I don't have to maybe go to a basketball game in the stadium 
you know, every week. Right? I think there's these kind of big entertainment things that people do that just went away. Yes. Right? Yeah, for sure. Theaters, and, sporting yeah. events, um, well, even vacations and trips flying all over the place. Yep. Yeah, that that was another weird thing. Like, I traveled a lot. Same. Right? I traveled yeah. a lot for work. I traveled a lot for fun. Yeah, same. Uh, the week COVID broke, Yeah. I was scheduled to be away four weeks in a row oh, with one right. gap day. Oh, I forgot between, about that. Between four trips. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And that was just my norm. That would yeah. be my normal spring. For that time of the year. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that all got broken. And honestly, now that I look back at it, it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, sitting here now, I think, wow, I don't know that I, I want to ever go on a four weeks of back-to-back trips. Yeah. I wonder, like... um, do you just think energetically you've been altered because of this? Like how you perceive, mm. like exactly like what you're talking about, like the energy that it takes, even though it's super fun to like be gone a lot and stuff like that. Like, do you ever wonder if your energy is going to be um, altered as a result? Or do you just think it, you know, it, it well, was just like you adapted to it and you'll just go back to your regular way of being when it's available? Like, how do you think you'll be? That's a really good question. So energy wise, I don't, I don't think from an energy perspective, mm-hmm. I probably changed that much Yeah. because during that four week period, I also did crazy, crazy <laughs> things like start <laughs> blogs and websites and maybe other <laughs> weird side projects, right? Like yeah. Art projects. It was very high output during that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were months. actually you were straight up exhausted. Now that I'm remembering that period of time, you were straight. No, up. yeah, I was probably edging on some sort of like insanity. <laughs> but you know what I think is uh, cool though. But it, the when you asked about the, oh, what do you want? Oh, oh no, go ahead, go <laughs> yeah. go go. I want to. Well, I was gonna say about the answer. energy was like I don't think uh, my energy changed, but what I realized is that. I can focus it in a, in a much different way. Right. Right. Yes. Like, like flying all around and doing trips and, and going here and there, uh, maybe it was a, the same amount of energy, but, uh, but in some ways now it feels almost like it was, let's say wasted, but it, it just wasn't like as probably Intentional or as focused as it could have been. Intentional. It seemed like a lot of running around at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's true. Like even in my coaching practice, I would go and have lots of face-to-face meetings with my coaching clients. So there would be days mm-hmm. if I had like four or five meetings in a day, I was in my car in between those meetings and driving mm. all over the place. And um, I honestly think that some of my coaching sessions have gotten better in this time frame, which surprised me because if you would have told me that before, I never would have believed that. I would that's have. the, that's the technology shift, right? That's the tech. Yep. That's that, that's that technology accelerator. Yeah. That- and having the conversations that I have that people can have in their own homes when they're comfortable 
mm. and they're not in a coffee shop or they're not in their office with mm-hmm. a glass wall looking around to make sure, you know, no one's yeah, like no got one's their faces them. pressed against yeah. the glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's been like an unintended consequence. That's been a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think there's been several really, really good things. And of course, we could always talk about the stuff that's been terrible and there's plentiful conversation in that <laughs> direction. But, um, you know, like the self-awareness journey, we started this, we really started this together a couple of weeks after the whole pandemic started. Mm-hmm. We went into creation mode, big style, when yep. I feel like the rest of the world was constricting, mm-hmm. which is super that's true. interesting. We did make a lot of stuff during that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was an unintended well, consequence. Well, that might just be how people <laughs> react, right? Like, like under stress, people are going to react a different way. Yeah. In different ways. Some people might shut down. Mm-hmm. Some people might act out. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you and I just start our projects. We just start our <laughs> projects. Yeah. We just start a lot, lot of big, big ones too, not little ones. <laughs> not just cute little ones. <laughs> well, you mentioned like the negative stuff of yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't feel like we should just let that go. Like mm-hmm. we've got this like fairly, we like to remember the positive stuff and we're looking for the good in yes. 2020, you yeah. and I, for sure. Yes. Like that's just our personalities, Definitely. right? We're going to, we're going to try, try to find that good. But, um, the fact is like hundreds of thousands of people died right in in 2020 due due to a virus there's people who lost their jobs there's Mm -hmm. there was Mm -hmm. financial hardship there is you know there's stress on relationships Mm -hmm. and families yes well and and political stress a lot of political stress (laughs) oh yeah and the election yeah and you know and one of the things that really affected me deeply was the george floyd Yes. murder in Minneapolis like yeah. uh yeah there was a lot of very emotionally difficult mm-hmm. things to work through that were just year. coming right after the next one it after was like the a next. fire hose of mm-hmm. like hard emotions <laughs> yes yeah what did you what did you learn did you learn anything about yourself during all of that like if you just like taking a glance back well yeah, <laughs> we we actually we talked about it on a pod a few like during this time. But mm-hmm. the the one thing, the biggest lesson that I learned about myself, and it was related to the the George Floyd uh, stuff, was as as working with one of my friends on. Uh, doing some video because he's a he's a musician and I was yeah, doing some video yes, work for him. Yes, yep. And we and we made a super cheesy graduation song. That was because was cheesy. No, no one was you know because like there was no in person graduation, <laughs> so we made this super cheesy graduation song and this goofy video is awesome. <laughs> and then uh, then George Floyd hit, and he actually asked me to do a video for a fairly serious song that he wrote about police brutality yes. and I said, yeah, I'll, I, I initially told him I would work on it Yeah, and I sat with it for a few days and I, and I just couldn't do it. And 
what a younger me would have done would have just ignored all that emotion and plowed through that project mm -hmm. and just delivered something. Yes. But what I learned is that I, I, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's like a great I, I got to listen to that energy and I got to listen to mm -hmm. that feeling. And, and so I passed on that. Yeah. I worked on that project with them. And that, to me, that felt like a growth moment that felt like, like a, a, a thing that said, okay, I don't, you know, I don't have to do things. I'm not going to do things that I don't feel yeah. in oh, sync right. with. Yeah. Yep. That's such a good, that's such a good takeaway. That was major. I think for me, what I learned and I was surprised about was how resilient I am. Mm. And I, I don't mean that in an ego way. I mean like how resilient I am in my ability to stay um, calm and to try to stay centered with this deep knowing that if I if I could just stay there, that I could be more present, I could be more objective, I could be more able to move with the currents, mm -hmm. even though they were really hard. Mm -hmm. um, and I would start doing things without even really intentionally making decisions to do them, but I just started changing. Like I, I stopped watching the news. I stopped and I, I got like the New York Times subscription and I would just peruse headlines instead of watching mm -hmm. 90 minutes a night of news that would be terribly depressing and I would feel terrible. So I started turning towards things that would make me feel more okay. Not yeah. happy, not great, because there were very few options of feeling great many times throughout this year. But just saying, I am a lot more resilient than I realized that I am. And I felt very grateful to, to learn that. It also sounds like you took a little bit of uh, like, or it sounds like you took a little bit of control over like what inputs are feeding yes. you, mm -hmm. right? For sure I did. To make sure you're in control and you're being intentional about the kind of energy mm -hmm. you want. <laughs> For, I mean, to the point where if there were conversations that were not what I felt were helpful or mm -hmm. um, would keep that objectivity or keep that sort of ballast, I exited out of them. I, mm. I just would not go down the path of creating more fear or creating more anger or creating more judgment because other people around me were in that spin. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't, I just didn't, didn't go. I just wouldn't yeah. go. And normally I would have always gone because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be like mm. a pizza. Everybody would like me. Mm -hmm. And um, I just realized that my own my own centeredness was the most important thing because it allowed me to be more helpful in everything for myself and for other people. And I just thought that was a great, you know, and just thinking back, like I'm very grateful for that experience. Protecting your own energy. Yes. Right. I think <laughs> we should do a podcast. Oh, never mind. We, we did. No, we did a podcast on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That one was a good one. We should go. We should go re-listen to that. We one. should listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, if uh, if twenty twenty gave us anything in the spirit of self awareness, it gave us a whole bunch of opportunities to practice. <laughs> yes, and a lot of time at home where you can be quiet and really, really practice. <laughs>
<laughs> really practice uh, noticing those triggers. Uh-huh, and... With an entire batch of chocolate chip <laughs> cookies. <laughs> well, I'm glad we made it. Me too. Cheers. Cheers to the close Cheers of the year. To the close of 2020. And yes. uh, looking forward to whatever 2021 brings. Maybe another gift that 2020 gave us was a little bit of like, ah, who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. <laughs> exactly. We're good right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in hindsight, we will realize that 2020 gave us a little bit more appreciation for the present moment. Yes, that's a great, a great parting thought. If you've enjoyed this podcast, check us out on the web at theselfawarenessjourney.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Facebook. 